You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello and welcome to episode 18. I'm so thankful for you and I'm glad that you tune in to listen to this podcast. If you have not already rated it, I would just welcome you to go ahead and do that so that others can easily find this podcast. I want to talk today about God's pruning and dying to self. This is a very difficult topic because whenever we go through a pruning process, if you have been through something like that, you know that it is very, very hard. It's very difficult and it's painful. But in the walk of a Christian, we will go through that pruning process so many times because the Lord is interested in our growth, our health, how deep our roots grow and the the fruit that we produce. He wants it to be beneficial and sweet and He wants a wonderful crop for other people to come and glean from us. So pruning is definitely necessary. So let's get into this. I just want to share a little bit of my own story. 2019 has definitely been a year of pruning. God has led me in two different areas. One is my business and the other is my ministry. And the Lord has done a pruning in both areas. And I will say this, it has left me perplexed. It has left me kind of waffling, if you will. Like, what am I supposed to be doing now? If the Lord has pruned my business, what am I supposed to be doing now? And same thing with ministry, because we are familiar with what we know, right? Or we are comfortable with the familiar, I should say. And when God is, he does a pruning, then that familiar is gone. And we're like, okay, now what? Um, For me, in 2015, God led me to start a business, and it was a a network marketing business. It was from the comfort of my own home. I used social media to build it. I connected with so many wonderful, amazing people. I helped people lose weight and get fit and also helped other people become leaders to step outside of that box and to grow, uh, whether it was um, getting healthy and fit or growing in their leadership skills. That was what the Lord had for me for those years um, from 2015 until 2019 when he asked me to lay it down. Now, there are different reasons why he asked me to lay it down, but the bottom line is he asked me to lay it down. And so that's what I've had to do. It's not been easy and it's been very confusing and it's been really easy to go back because after a pruning and those branches are just like laying on the ground, it's easy to go and try to pick up those branches or to wave them around or kind of like play with them and mess with them. But bottom line is that it's done. That season is done. Um, the other area that the Lord asked me to lay down was um, the the areas of ministry that, that my husband and I were working in. I um, had started leading a prayer ministry. My husband and I did that together. Um, I was doing praise and worship, helping to lead praise and worship at my church, and also helping to lead a Um, a conference twice a year to help people find their freedom in Christ. Now I say it's I only because the Lord was doing it through me. It was the Lord that was doing it. And I found comfort and I found probably even identity. It's easy to find our identity in our ministry to be able to say, I am a, and fill in the blank, you know, so I could have said, I am a 
fitness coach. I am a worship leader. I am a prayer director. I am, you know, and fill in those blanks with whatever those ministries or jobs or whatever it is that we all do. It's easy to find our identity in the things that we do. And the Lord wants us to find our identity in him and in him alone. Now, I will say there are areas where God will lead us for a time and a season. It's just like the seasons outside. We have spring, summer, fall, winter, and it repeats itself over and over. But with the Lord, sometimes he calls us into a new thing. We may have a season of, you know, being a fitness coach or whatever, and he may take that away. And yeah, he may have us just take a sabbatical and get back into that, or he may have a brand new thing for us. But what's really hard is once that pruning takes place, we are kind of left in the dark. For me, I went on a retreat in October and still trying to pray through this and trying to make sense of it all. And I believe very strongly, I know that God gave us an imagination. And when we are rooted in the word of God and we know what the word of God says, we can couple our imagination with what we know in the word of God and God can speak to us. He very frequently speaks to me through pictures or visions. And um, when I was on this retreat, I had a word that was impressed in my heart and that word was purging. And as I sat down and started journaling, I had a vision. I tried to set aside my thoughts. I try to set aside my logic and I sit before the Lord and I pray like, Lord, speak to me, show me what it is that you want to show me. And um, in my imagination, and I believe it was directed by the Lord, I see a vision of a fruitful tree just growing and growing, and the Lord comes and prunes that. I don't know if you've ever seen a tree that is flourishing and is just looking beautiful. I remember my grandfather used to prune our maple trees, and just when it was beautiful in the fall, it was gorgeous. That's when I heard the chainsaw <laughs> out, not every year, but I, I don't know how many year ever how many years he would wait to do it. But whenever he would do it, I just remember being devastated because the tree was beautiful and it was gorgeous. But yet he saw the wisdom that it's time to prune and he would take it away, you know, take those branches down to the nubbins. And we would see that in the next year or the next two years, that tree would even be healthier because he's getting uh, rid of the unhealthy branches. When you prune, those roots grow even deeper to get um, all the nutrients that it needs from the ground. And when it starts producing fruit again, starts producing those leaves again, it's just even more lush and beautiful than what it was before. So in my vision, I saw him pruning away at this tree. But in my vision, the Lord didn't just stop at the branches. He took it all the way down to like a stump. And then even from that, in the vision, I could see a person, which I know it was the Lord because... Um, it, you know, that's, it's, whether it was Jesus, whether it was God himself, I just knew that it was someone whittling away and he is the master gardener and he's just whittling away at my stump. And it, it became just like this little, like sprig of <laughs> like a little twig, almost just like a little nothing almost. It was so small. 
And if you've ever seen a tree grafted into another tree, uh, John 15 says that um, he's the vine, we're the branches, and that we must remain in him so that we can bear much fruit. And we have to abide in him. So what he did was he had made a slit in the main vine, which was him, and he took this little sprig and put it inside of him. So like the little twig thing, right? It's But it's still raw because all the bark is away from it. So it's very tender and vulnerable. And he put it inside of this of the other vine. And there was tape that he took and just wound around and around and around. And so that the twig would be secure in this other uh, vine. And that twig is going to get all of its nutrients, all of its sustenance. The It's just going to absorb everything that that vine has. And at the right time, that little twig is going to start growing again and it will flourish in its proper time, it will grow. You're going to see leaves and eventually, I don't know how many years it takes. I think, I think it has to skip a season, but in the right time, it will start producing fruit. But the beauty of it is that the fruit is going to be a mixture of its own giftings mixed with what the Lord has given it. So when we abide in Christ, he has made us. He has formed us and uh, made us fearfully and wonderfully made is what the Bible says. And when we abide in Christ and we get everything we need from him, when we start producing fruits, it is going to be so beautiful, something that we've never, ever experienced before. And when a tree starts producing that fruit, a tree does not eat its own fruit. That fruit is for others. It's for other people to enjoy. So we have the fruit of the Spirit. When you take this um, according to the Bible, the Bible says there are fruit of the Spirit. And that's love and peace and joy and patience. And you can read in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And that's what he wants to produce in us. Okay, so I had that vision. It was so real. It was so true. But where I was, I knew that the the flourishing was going to be for the future. But for right now, for 2019, as I am ending this year, it is definitely a pruning. And the Lord is even showing me that I have to die to self, that I cannot chase after the things of the world. Now, that doesn't mean that I will never have a business again. It does not mean that I will never uh, work for money or for pay, because we see that in scriptures that Jesus was a carpenter. His dad was a carpenter. We see the disciples, they were fishermen and that, you know, they had a livelihood. There was a treasurer, you know, within the disciples and within what they were doing and other people supported their ministry. So it doesn't mean that we never, um, uh, you know, work inside the world, but even as we're working and walking this earth, we can give glory to God and we will have a ministry that will give him glory. And when people taste and see that the Lord is good, they're going to want more. And it's our job to draw them in and show them it's not me. It is the vine. It is the Lord himself. It is the person that I am grafted into that makes this fruit so wonderful and so appealing. Now, when I've got five points, bullet points of what happens when you go through a pruning and it can be very, very difficult. It can be very, very hard, but the Lord walks with us through that pruning process. 
The number one thing, uh, or, or my number one, it's not the number one because they're not ranked, but my number one point that I have listed is people judge what they don't understand. What's really hard about a pruning season is the other people that are watching and they can form their own opinions. They form what they think is happening, what they assume is going on uh, based on their experience. And it can be people that you know or people that you don't know and they start judging. I know it was really hard for me going through this pruning season and having to lay down the ministry because the Lord was asking me to. And uh, it was really, really hard. Something that it seems so silly when you say it, but it's so real. Um, people that will unfriend you on social media are people that won't associate with you anymore because they think that you have just fallen off um, of the path. And what's interesting is we see multiple times in God's word that people had to split ways. There were even Paul had disagreements with other people of the faith and they just had to go separate ways because God was calling them to do different things. And then we see at the very end of Paul's life, he's actually calling um, those people back to him. So um, just because someone is going through a pruning process does not mean that they are falling outside of the will of God. Sometimes the ones who are being pruned are truly walking deeper with the Lord because it is scary to let go of the unfamiliar. And the only thing you have to hold on to is Jesus himself. And so uh, that was very, very hard for me, I know, to obey the Lord and see other people not understand what the Lord is doing in my life. Um, that was very hard. Uh, number two, I will say we are not perfect and sin can creep in. I know, um, and, and I'm probably going to flip flop back and forth between the business and the ministry. I know for my business, it was social media. And there is a way that uh, you do on social media. It's like marketing. You uh, show people what you're doing and you try to appeal to people and, um, and of course, network marketing, you are trying to, um, you know, increase your volume, increase your team, increase, you know, whatever. And, you know, once you get into that worldly mindset, it is easy to fall off and uh, get off track and start chasing after the worldly things rather than chasing after the Lord. Um, it was a very, it can be a slippery slope. Or it can be a vehicle that the Lord will use to bring glory to his name. And I will say, I towards the end of my career, I could see, and it's a short career, short-lived, four years, um, I could see things just starting to creep in, not only in me, but even in the business itself. And I'm like, I just don't know that I can line up with some of these things. Um, because while, um, you know, while the world... Um, you know, not everybody in the world is going to be saved and there's going to be businesses out there that we have to work for. And the owner is not always going to be a Christian. And that doesn't mean that we have to stay away from it. We can work there and bring glory to the Lord. But when it came to my own life, I just was, um, I just had to see what is God doing in my own life and what boundaries do I need to create for me and my family just to make sure that God really is number one and that my family family is being served and loved the way that God wants me to serve them and love them. So that's just my advice to you. Uh, maybe God is taking you through a pruning season 
and you're trying to make some decisions of where you are, whether it's with business or maybe even ministry. And when you see that there is sin creeping in, we've got to shut that door to sin, whatever that may be. It could be pride. It could be ambition, chasing after something huge and big that's in the world rather than chasing after the Lord. So we just need to check our hearts and, and draw those boundary lines and allow the Lord to um, prune. Number three is God's shaking. And I also had pruning in there as well. The word is very clear that um, God will do a shaking. And I think that we, you know, it's kind of like whenever we do the purging in our own homes and we have lots and lots of stuff and we just get some clutter. And every now and then we just need to go through our closets. We need to go through our clothes. We need to go through our garages or the basements and those places. And we need to dig deep and see what are the things that need to be shaken and gotten rid of. The Lord does that with us. There will be a shaking so that we're not complacent. My husband would say that in the military life, because he's retired military, that God, that, um, sorry, not God, but the, um, uh, in the military, their idea is that no soldier gets complacent. And that's why they move from place to place. Usually about every two to three years, they find a new assignment so that they are still, you know, um, alert and ready and uh, aware. And they're constantly learning. They don't get lackadaisical. So God will do a shaking in us so that we can let go of the things that aren't of him and hold on tightly to him. And that leads into number four, and that is our foundation. Our foundation must be on Christ. Doesn't matter whether it's our work, whether it's our, our ministry, whether it's our family life, our relationships, our friendships, we have to have a foundation that is on Christ Jesus. And again, coupled with number three, with the shaking, God will do a shaking so that everything that is not of him will fall away and we will run to him. Like sometimes even in desperation, we will just fall on our knees and, and need him so, so, so desperately. Sometimes that can even come through a tragedy or a death or a loss or um, something that is just really, really devastating in life. And we have to lean on God because he's the comforter. He promises that his Holy Spirit will come to us and comfort us in our times of need. Number five this is the hope that we have is that we will bear the fruit again. Whenever we remain in Christ, when we are so close to him, even if it's in that darkness, even with it, with everything being pruned away and we are taken down and like whittled down to nothing, when we remain in Christ, we have everything we need for life and for growth. And in God's perfect timing and in his wisdom and his plan that he has for us, he will allow us to grow and to flourish. And in the right season, he will allow us to bear the fruit again. And we will just mature because we will realize our life isn't about us. It is about God and it is about others. That's the greatest commandment. That's what Jesus said in the New Testament when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? And he said to love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And sometimes all of these things, whether it's the pruning, whether it's dying to self, whether it's the shaking, it is to get rid of all of those things to, to, so that we can see, are we truly loving the Lord with all of our heart? Does he have every area of our heart? Does he have our soul? 
And I've heard people say, what is the difference between heart and soul? Soul uh, represents our life, to love him with our life, our choices, the things we do, the things we see, the things we listen to, the things we um, say, you know, put our yes and amen to, the things we adhere to. Um, with all our heart, soul, mind, what are we thinking about? What are we allowing to come into our mind to shape us and mold us? Because God's word says that we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We need to think what is renewing our mind? Is it the world? Is it the movies, the most popular this or that, or is it God's word, uh, and our strength? What are we putting our strength into? Because it's easy to get lazy in the faith and get strong in our entrepreneurship. It's easy to get lazy and not read our Bible, but definitely read our personal development. It's easy to start chasing after our dreams in this world and lay aside the things of the kingdom. But in order to truly be strong, to be fruitful, to be beneficial, um, and to have uh, that love and joy and um, just that sense of well-being, like the um, just the shalom kind of peace. The shalom just doesn't just mean peace. It means all over well-being. In order for us to have that, we have to be grounded and rooted in the Lord. So I just want to pray for you. Um, if you are going through a, a time where it's just so confusing right now, there's been a pruning and a shaking and you are just literally bleeding because it hurts so bad. I want to lift you up in prayer because God sees you. God knows what he's doing in your life. And these things may be painful. These things may be hurtful. Um, even sometimes in, a, in the cycle of life, maybe we've lost someone that's very dear to us. Maybe it's a uh, grandmother. Maybe it's even an untimely death. You know, maybe it's some a, a child or a sibling or someone that's that's died young. And it's very, very painful for us. We can take that to the Lord and he can just comfort us in ways that we just, that's beyond our comprehension. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's who he is. That's one of his names is the comforter. So God, I lift up any person right now who is going through a loss, who is going through a pruning, who's going through a shaking. God, I thank you that you are the giver of all good things. Your word says that you are the father of lights and that within you is no turning and that every good and and perfect gift comes from you. I thank you, Lord, because I, I, I heard my son say this the other day that um, there are no shadows in heaven because you are the light. I thank you, Lord, that each and every listener that is hurting right now, that's going through something painful, that you show them the way, that you light their path. You comfort them in the step of the process of healing that they are in right now. Be a lamp unto their feet. Give them the word. Give them Bible verses. Give them friends and mentors who will uh, come around them and uh, give them a, a an encouraging word in due season. God, I pray that you are glorified because your word even says that even the evil that's done to us will be turned to good for those who are called according to your purpose. So Lord, I thank you that for those who are listening today, it's not an accident that they are hearing this. I thank you, God, that you minister to them right where they are 
comfort them. Your word says that you send angels that will minister to us. I pray that you would do that now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you and we give you our lives and we trust you, um, not only with the fruit, but also with the pruning shears. We trust that you have a plan that is for prosperity and not for our calamity, just, just like what you say in Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Anytime that you bring those pruning shears out, God, it is to help us to grow and to flourish in the seasons ahead. We thank you and we trust you in Jesus name. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning into a God focused life. I'm so thankful that you have chosen to listen. If this has been a blessing to you, I just ask you to rate this uh, podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Uh, my sole purpose in doing this is to share the love and the hope of Jesus Christ with others. And I just pray that um, he has encouraged you through this and hopefully he will encourage somebody else um, that might be going through a hard, hard time. Okay. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful, awesome day. Bye-bye.